Welcome to the Riveting Rosies podcast, a space dedicated to conversations with women that educate, empower, and inspire. I'm your host, Francesca, and I'm so excited to be here with you and share the stories of some badass women. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to come on. Um, I'm super excited to get the chance to talk to you um, and hear all of the things that you have to share. So I'm going to start by just letting you um, briefly introduce yourself. Um, Okay, so always awkward on this part, but um, my name is Carrie. (laughs) I am from the Toronto area. Um, I used to work as a waitress. I've been traveling on and off for seven years. Um, 2018, I finally decided to say forget that I'm living life backwards and booked a one-way ticket to Mexico and now I am working full-time as a digital nomad coach and helping other people chase their freedom life too so it's a little summary I guess (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's awesome so can you talk to me a little bit about um like your kind of like life experiences and your journey and what led you to ultimately um like begin your coaching for other digital nomads? So I actually kind of fell into coaching organically over time and didn't really see it coming. But my kind of life history, I struggled with super debilitating anxiety my entire adult life. It was really hard for me to make decisions. I was actually hospitalized three times. Um, The most recent time was in 2018 as well um, after a panic attack. Um, and yeah, I, I'm saying I'm a lot. I don't know why I don't normally do that. I, but that was a really, really big thing for me. So I struggled a lot with anxiety for, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of years. So I traveled kind of the first time booked a one way ticket to Australia on a working holiday visa, just kind of to find myself. And I found that that was such a beautiful way to learn to let go of control, become a little bit more easygoing. And then on that journey, I I went to Thailand while well, I, I spent six months in Southeast Asia on my way back home. Um, some of my friends had babies and were getting married and stuff. So I was coming home, but didn't want to come back for the winter. So I spent the winter in Asia and I fell into yoga. I actually went to do a Muay Thai boot camp and there was a yoga studio there. So I found yoga and then that's kind of how travel and yoga became my therapy for anxiety. And I feel like when I think about a couple of years ago, the way that I used to be and the way that I used to think and living in a a victim mindset and feeling trapped and feeling a little bit hopeless that I was never going to be able to feel the way that I wanted to feel that all kind of changed over the last couple of years. So I really, I, I think I could say confidently that I know nothing more intimately than I know anxiety. So I feel like I just started being open with that journey and sharing what was working for me. And like I said, travel and yoga really helped me connect to my own self. And then with the coaching, it kind of just happened. I started originally. So when I booked my flight to Mexico, um, one way ticket, I bought a laptop. I'm going to figure this out. I don't want to have to survive winter anymore. I don't want to live this life that doesn't feel like it's mine. I'm just going to do it. What am I going to do? I don't know. 
what are you going to do, Carrie? I don't know. I'm just going to figure it out. Like I had no idea. So I just kind of was asking people questions, putting myself in positions where I thought I would be able to learn something, kind of going with the flow, but also having the intention to learn. And um, I wanted to learn new skills, but didn't know how. So just from talking to people, I ended up starting working as a virtual assistant for coaches. So I got kind of the other side of the coaching, um, understanding how it worked and what it was like in the online world. And then it just slowly started happening that people were asking me how it would work to work with me because they already had thought that I was a coach and didn't realize that I was just in the coaching sphere because I was supporting coaches. So then I kind of built on that just by giving answers to questions that I had been getting asked the whole time and then combined my experience with traveling and also working online and that's how I put together my program my coaching program myself was just basically I learned this all of this myself and it took several years to learn how to work online to, and how to take a business and how to go and travel either the world or travel just for the weekend, wherever, like take your business on the road without everything falling apart and be able to live that kind of freedom life. I don't have a technical home base anymore. I sold everything. I sold my car, my bicycle, my TV, my furniture, a bunch of my clothes. I was selling everything. I sold a food scale for $5, like every single thing I sold. Um, and just put that towards my new lifestyle. And until COVID hit, I was traveling full time. So mm -hmm. I'm based back in the Toronto area now. But that's the lifestyle that I established for myself being able to pick up my laptop and work from anywhere, as long as I have Wi Fi, <laughs> um, yeah. for coaching calls anyways, but for the rest of the stuff, I can do it from anywhere. I've worked from kind of the, the floor of a train station, I've worked at the back of a bus, I've worked uh, I've worked on a lot of floors, actually. I've worked <laughs> in, a in a hammock on the beach in the Philippines. I've worked in so many places. Um, so that's kind of just the way, the, that's the defini definition of freedom for me. And that mm -hmm. came from a lot of years and a lot of inner work and a lot of self-development and a lot of focusing on my own self-care and figuring out really just how I really wanted to feel, what I really wanted and working backwards from it and doing those things every day now to get me those feelings to be able to do that rather than waiting until I retire and possibly just be so sick I can't even move that and waiting you know it was just that feeling of waiting so I just really figured out my core values um and then worked with those but I put a lot a lot of effort like some and I talk to people and they say, wow, you, you're so lucky. And I definitely am. I definitely grew up in a situation where I was privileged enough that I grew up in Canada. I, I grew up in a first world country, right? I didn't have all mm -hmm. of the, the, well, my family wasn't rich growing up. I paid my, I paved my way and I got scholarships to university and stuff. I dropped out of university, so it wasn't very helpful, but you know, I, that wasn't <laughs> a thing that I, um, I really felt like I was, I didn't have those things working against me. But at the same time, I really struggled with my own mindset. So I had that working against me, which I felt like was really hard as well. So, but again, that was my own doing. So I took 
my power back and figured out how to work with that and then built myself back up from that kind of that moment when I was in the hospital and built myself back up from that. And then now, yeah, I'm very open, a very passionate mental health advocate. I talk about self-care and anxiety a lot and about traveling. I've been traveling for over seven years now um, and just all of the experience that I've gained from that and how to travel solo and safely and on a budget and then how to be a digital nomad because there's a big difference between being working on your laptop at home when you have all the comforts and working on your laptop when you don't speak the language don't know where you are and have no idea what time zone you're in like there's big like changes and transitions in that lifestyle too right and I've been through them I've learned all the hard things (laughs) so Mm -hmm. I'm really just trying to share that with other people that are aspiring to live their version of a, of a freedom lifestyle too. And yeah, I really love it. So I'm really happy. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I feel like uh, I, there's so many questions that I want to ask. And I think it's really um, like cool that you were working like as a virtual assistant um, because I actually recently started doing the same thing. And it's funny because, um, like the, I have kind of known for a while, like going through college and everything that I never really wanted to be one of those people that like got my degree and then went to work in the corporate world and worked like nine to five and sat at a desk all day. I was like that whole, um, like props to anyone who does that and, um, like enjoys that. Like I'm not saying that people can enjoy it. It's just definitely not what I was ever interested in. So I discovered kind of like the the VA world and that sort of thing. Um, and it felt like a good thing that I could kind of combine with my graphic design background. So I recently started doing that. And if for the same reasons, like I want to be able to travel and I want to be able to, um, like you said, just work from anywhere and still like have a, a functioning business. So um, I guess like I'll start with, I, I'm curious, um, you know, like what was the first, um, I guess, encounter that you had with the virtual assistant world and how did you decide that that was a good path for you to go down? Oh, I think my very first contact with it was I was in a group coaching program, like a life coaching program. Mm -hmm. And there was another girl that ended up, I was paired with her as my accountability who was working as a virtual assistant. So I think that was my first point of contact with it. I actually ended up taking a course because I didn't think that I had any skills. My prior job was as a waitress. So I had zero experience working online. Like when people say I can't work online, I can fully tell you that there is definitely 100% something that you can do online because there was nothing I could do online. I didn't know anything. I didn't Mm -hmm. even get social media until 2018 when I started traveling again because I was too lazy to send everyone individually pictures. So they're like, well, why don't, why don't you get Instagram and you can share it with everyone? I'm like, Instagram, I had to get like a 16 year old to show me how to do a location (laughs) geotag. Like seriously, if there's someone that says that they don't know how to do things online, it was me and I still figured it out. So I took that course and then I kind of, I'm very extroverted, so I don't really have as many um, issues with talking to people, but putting myself out there as 
offering a service was really hard for me. I really struggled with imposter syndrome. So it took a little while, but from the moment that I put myself out there, I think it was less than 24 hours before I got my first client who actually reached out to me without me mentioning the fact that I was a virtual assistant. It was just happened randomly, organically. She just found her way to me. And then from then it kind of was like the floodgates opened that I ended up with so much work that I didn't, it's not that I couldn't handle it. Like if I didn't want to work full time, I was backpacking through Asia. I didn't feel like working 40 hours a week, right? So mm -hmm. if someone wants to get 40 hours a week, it's definitely doable because it happened to me. I started outsourcing. I created my own little mini agency. I got like uh, the people that I know, like knowing one graphic designer and knowing someone who loves social media and knowing a web designer and knowing a copywriter and like just learning, meeting people through the course and through kind of just the fact that I talk to everyone all the time people that do different things. And I started outsourcing to uh, giving work away because I didn't want to do it anymore. But I always, I always kind of knew that I wasn't meant to be in the background. I don't know if that seems weird to say, but I'm not a behind the scenes person. I'm always the person that's kind of in front of the camera kind of the person that's in, in the conversation that's speaking. And I love talking. So I remember when I first started like, figuring out what service am I going to ask? I literally said, why can't I just get paid to talk? Not <laughs> like a year ago, a year ago, right? And now that's what I'm doing. So it's perfect. But I think it was really essential for me because it helped me build my confidence. I didn't want to be a virtual assistant. I was so against it. I didn't even want to have that title. And then I slowly started realizing that it's just a, a foot in the door. You can make it whatever you want. You call yourself whatever you want. You charge whatever you want. You work whenever you want, wherever you want. Like it's you become the CEO of your own business, of your own life. And that was very empowering for me. And I feel like that was a good path for me to take. Even though I didn't work as a virtual assistant for very long, it was important for me to have that kind of exposure to the online working world, the remote world kind of see what it was like to even work online how to like what do you even do how do i use google drive what is zoom like all of these things right so <laughs> i think now quarantine kind of helped everyone learn zoom which is perfect if you want to work online everyone you already have one giant skill in the bag you know how to use zoom so kind of things like that right and then i am very intuitively guided with everything in my life and i feel like once I let that flow, it happened very easily for me. I've met one client and worked with her and learned this skill and then offered it to this person and then got this client. And then I actually did some in-person work and went to do social media coverage for a fundraising charity event. And then at that place, I met another person who hired me to do this, who I met. And it was just always kind of snowballing and like it just ended up happening. And I, that mm -hmm. my life has kind of worked like that in that the, the less I try to control it, the more it works out in my favor. So it just took a lot of just accepting that I was just gonna take one step at a time. I don't wanna become a virtual assistant, but what I do want is to have the freedom and be able to have an income coming in from work that I'm doing online so I can stay on the beach in Mexico. Okay, that's what I'll do. And then I started from there. So I think that was my first point of contact and then it all just really happened really fast for me because I started taking the course in June of last year. June of last year? Yeah, I think so. I did a 10-day um, Vipassana silent meditation retreat in Myanmar last year, and it was just shortly after that. So 
Yeah, I don't even know if I answered your question. I'm kind of very, <laughs> very like all over the place. Just ask me questions and I'll always be able to, or I'll always be will, willing to answer them. Don't know if I'll be able. No, that's perfectly fine. Um, so I, I know that like, I mean, personally, I also deal with a lot of anxiety. So I think one of the things that was really difficult for me, um, like starting a business that's really focused on social media was um, like being okay with showing up on my stories and like talking to people and having to, um, you know, like allow that barrier to kind of come down. Um, And I was wondering like what your experience was like with that um, and if you, you know, like felt the same or if you felt differently. So I think I think it was a little bit of a blend of both. I don't have a problem putting myself out there, but when it came to social media, it was a little bit weird because I, I am not really super experienced with taking selfies. So I think I just overthought it, which I live in analysis, or I used to live in analysis paralysis all the time. The reason I wasn't showing up was because I couldn't get the right angle or I couldn't do this, or what if no one cared? Or what, what if no one wanted to listen? Or what if I say something wrong? And then I kind of just, during my journey of trying to drop perfection, I realized that it didn't really matter. (laughs) It really didn't matter because the reason I was sharing the information was just to put it out there in case it helped someone else. So if I just went on my story and talked about my gratitude journaling, and not a single person benefited from it, okay, whatever, I wasn't doing it because I was demanding it to help someone. I was doing it like just in case just in case it helps someone, I'm going to put it out there, just in case someone else resonates. And I feel like once I started putting, putting it out there like that, it took the pressure off me, I didn't have to, I didn't have to think about it so much. I just always came back to my intention. Why am I sharing this? Well, I'm sharing this because if I do my daily affirmation in the morning, maybe it'll remind someone who also wants to do their daily affirmation in the morning. Okay. So that's why I'm going to do it. <laughs> and then it doesn't matter if no one else does a daily affirmation in the morning, it doesn't take away the value, right? It was just my intention was to share an affirmation, to share a little bit of an update. And then slowly I started realizing that once I took off the pressure and just realized what my intention for showing up was, and then really just decide it doesn't matter who you're showing up for or what helped me more, but I didn't do this in the beginning or I didn't know this in the beginning. Just show up for one person. Just every time you talk to someone, just show up for your one person. Like I have my ideal girls, my ideal girls that are working online and want to travel and just want to learn the the travel the travel side of it. So we build our businesses to become able to work from Wi-Fi and to become digital nomads. And then it comes to the part of the travel part, and it's sometimes like, whoa, okay, how the heck do I do this part, right? So it's those girls I'm like I got you so that I just picture her I picture my one girl (laughs) she's all encompassed into this one girl that is like the epitome of the the my like favorite type of person to work with and I just talk to her sorry maybe she's not even listening but I'm talking to her because what if what if she does hear it right and then it takes so 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 much pressure off me so much so now I don't care I show my face all the time so I always had to I also had to realize that you're working up to something that's something new right 
I, I actually, the first time I ever went on stories, I was in Malaysia, I remember posting a picture of my face and someone actually said, whoa, I haven't seen your face before. You never post pictures of your face. And I scrolled through my Instagram and I'm like, wow, they're right. I never post pictures of my face. So I immediately <laughs> went on stories and said, hello, everyone. If you don't know who I am, my name is Carrie and this is my face. I tend to post a lot of pictures of not my face because I don't like taking <laughs> pictures of my face. So I'm forcing myself. And I just kept saying my face, my face, my face. And I got so many messages, just like people were DMing me saying, whoa, it's so nice to see your face. You're like, it's so great. So nice to finally meet you. And we know what, how long your hair is, but I had no idea what you look like and things like that. Right? <laughs> so it was just kind of put yourself out there and people genuinely want to connect. You think, oh, what if I say the wrong thing? But the other person isn't thinking that. The other person is thinking, wow, they made this for dinner. That's really inspirational. Or, wow, look, she's worked out every day for five days. I'm going to start working out again. Something like that, right? People aren't, people are not bad people. And people don't have these expectations. And people also don't pay that close attention. One time I posted mm -hmm. something twice in a row and no one noticed. I'm like, well, <laughs> it doesn't really require you to be so perfect, right? So I kind of just let that that pressure off myself because I realized no one else was putting it on me. It was just me. So when you're putting yourself out there, it's just really helpful to just come up with your why always for everything you do. Why? Why are you doing this? Why do I want to do that? Why do I want to say this? And when you know your own why, you solidify that for yourself. It's much easier to be able to do it because you understand why you're doing it. And if your why is specifically because you want to share value, to share information, to put things out there, to inspire people, or just simply to share, that's your why. And whether or not it resonates with someone else, it lands with someone else, whether or not you get the feedback that it lands with someone else, you don't know. Because I've had situations where I will talk, to, have a conversation with someone, and then six months later, they become a client. So I wouldn't know. They never said anything to me back then. But if they knew what I said something about something beforehand, you know, like you don't, it's just kind of taking away that pressure and just knowing why you're doing it, what's your intention, and then going from there. And just share because people love authenticity. I know we feel like it. The story, your stories need to be pretty and your picture needs to be perfect. But my best engaged posts are just the ones that I just show up. It's better to show up and be imperfect than to never show up because you're waiting to be perfect. Perfect is a lie. Perfection is you're never going to be ready. It's not, it's not a thing. It's just a bunch of baloney that we tell ourselves to keep ourselves and our ego safe in a little bubble where we're never going to get hurt. But you're never going to push past your comfort zone and like step onto the other side of fear into freedom either if you don't do it. So it's just a matter of really come up with your why and then your intention and then just put yourself out there. So I don't feel like I struggled as much as I know that it is a struggle for, for some people that aren't as extroverted as me. I'm very lucky in that sense that I will just walk down the street and sing the Lion King on the sidewalk. And if someone videotapes me, cool. I'm like, can you tag me? I don't care. <laughs> but it was just like in, in kind of a marketing sense. But then I just stopped marketing and it still worked. So just really understanding that the universe is working for me. And also just knowing my why. Why I do everything every day. Yeah, absolutely. So can you talk a little bit about like um, mindset and self-care and how those things have been really um, important in your life? 
So I think, um, well, with mindset, my biggest thing was just realizing that I am not my thoughts. I am not my mind. Um, if you haven't read The Power of Now, I think everyone could benefit from reading that, um, that book. And then I think it just kind of slowly things started shifting for me. I realized that I wasn't responsible for other people's happiness. I was only responsible for myself. I realized that I was a, I had the power. I was giving it away a lot of the time, but I realized that it was mine and mine to keep if I chose to. I realized that I, I could choose a lot of things, that I thought that these things were outside of my, I don't want to say control, but yes, that I get to choose to see the beauty in a situation that I otherwise might have complained about. I get to choose to take action when I feel like I can't. I get to choose to be grateful for something if I feel like things aren't going my way, right? So I think just shifting my mindset into a place where I, I felt like I was more in alignment with how I wanted to feel. And knowing, write a feel-good list if you do, if you feel like you're catching yourself in uh, not so good feeling. What things do make you feel good? If you say you don't know, then that's a great place to start. What things do make you feel good? Keep a joy journal or something. Like write down the things at the end of the day. What was the highlight of your day? Spend some time thinking about the things that make you feel good. Write it down, and then at the end of the month, look at those thirty or 28 or 30 or 31 however many days what month you're doing it in of things that made you feel good and then look and see are there some patterns are there ways that you can implement more of these in your life to make yourself feel good because you have a lot of power to do that and these are kind of the things that I told myself um, and then with self-care just getting to understand that self-care is not selfish i always hated that saying like you can't pour from an empty cup but it is so so true you have to pour from the overflow because if you can't you're giving away your power your energy you're giving things that you can't afford to give away and then that's when you get to burnout so knowing again the things that make you feel good i have an actual feel good list like it says feel good list and then it's just listed all the things that make me feel good so if I'm ever in a kind of a twirly squirrely mindset of feeling negative what are the things that make me feel good okay watch the babies laughing videos on YouTube okay and then I go watch babies <laughs> laughing videos on YouTube but when it's really hard when it's not on a list right we think that we we know all the things that make us feel good but you know when we don't know them when we don't feel good so it's really <laughs> just helpful to have that written down so that, something like that dancing force myself to dance put on a song and write it down write the song that always makes me want to dance and all I have to do is go on YouTube and play it okay and I have to move my body even if I don't want to I have to stand there and just look in the mirror and wiggle my arms like an idiot or something like whatever it is move my body because I know that moving my body makes me feel good I know meditating I know being in the sun even if it's cold being in the actual sun makes me feel good. So knowing these things and doing that and realizing that if I need to prioritize this over anything else because I really need that, then that's what I really need. And it's not selfish to do so. It's not selfish to say no. No is a complete sentence. You don't have to say yes to everything. Like just things like this, realizations, and I think basically prioritizing myself 
knowing that when I feel like I'm in a good place, that's when I can best give to other people. That's when I can actually help other people from a, a place of authenticity where I'm showing up because I can, not showing up because I have to. And then there's no, not resentment, but there's no feelings of the exhaustion and everything that comes after. And you know what you want to do because you've spent time thinking about it. And this took time. I didn't just wake up one morning and decide that I was going to do all of these things, but I made made a conscious choice to choose myself first. And I think that's what really clicked for me was that I was allowed to take a day to not talk to anyone and just read, meditate, listen to music, sleep, if that's what I needed to, to nourish my body, to hydrate myself, to do all of these things, and then go from there, and then build upon it know that every day is another day every moment is another moment to build upon the last we only like the only moment that we have is this current one can't live in the past it's already happened you can't live in the future you don't know what that means yet like you can visualize things but you have to live in the now and kind of these things these realizations are really what helped me and i think it really boiled down to just choosing myself choosing myself first over all other things and it felt very selfish and it felt very fake, honestly, doing these affirmations and stuff at first. It felt like a load of bull. I was just, I am enough, whatever. Like, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> of course not. It sounds like I hated it so much. I hated journaling when I first started journaling. I was so resistant to all of it. But I just dedicated myself to myself and then really came up with, okay, how do I want to feel? What are some things that can get me closer to that place? Okay, I'll just try them. I'll keep trying them and do some things and I'll find something that works, something that sticks. And now if you would have told me a couple of years ago that this is what I, like one of the major pillars of the things that I coach and I teach about self-care and I help people do all the things that I was terrified to do myself. Like these are, these are weird things for me to say out loud sometimes. Like, wow, I can't believe I got this far. I was like curled up in a fetal position on my floor in a puddle of my own tears a couple years ago. And now I'm like, wow, I know all the things that make me feel good. And of course I don't feel good all the time, but those are the times when I'm allowed to just call it, shut my laptop down and be like, I need an hour. I need two hours. I'm taking the day, like whatever it is, it's kind of the freedom that I was able to build for myself, but I wouldn't have been able to build it for myself had I not chosen myself and given myself the time and given myself permission to figure these things out. So yeah, I think, yeah, that's probably the main thing. Choose yourself. <laughs> Choose yes, yourself absolutely. Um, so this, I think, kind of like goes hand in hand with a lot of the things that you were just talking about. Um, but what would you say has been the most important thing that you've learned about yourself throughout this whole journey? Ooh, I feel like that's really hard to narrow down, but <laughs> I think just, so. okay, the things that are coming to mind are one of the very first things because anxiety was like, crippling I couldn't get out of bed some days it was so bad um, but you are not your mind your thoughts are not you and there are so many more things that are are happening in there that like, there's a difference between I am overwhelmed and I am feeling overwhelmed 
by putting that in there, you're a lot, you can just, dis almost disassociate from it. There's a non-attachment to that actual feeling that you're allowed to, it, it enables you to separate yourself from it and realize that this is something that's temporary. I am, but that is something that is gonna change. If it's a good feeling or a bad feeling, it's not gonna stay the same, no matter what. So being able to work with that from a distance is helpful. I think prioritizing self-care, I used to think that like self-care was selfish and putting myself first was selfish and realizing that was a huge game changer for me. Um, I think also just realizing that I, I have the power, like I am in control of my own happiness. I choose happiness every day. I choose to move forward and to take action and to do these things. But I lived in a victim mindset for the longest time where I blamed everything outside of myself or thought that I couldn't do anything because of some external thing. And sometimes that's true, but then there's, there's most of the time these little things is we tell ourselves we can't do things. And then when we tell ourselves we can't do things, we can't. Where attention goes, energy flows. It's just the way that the world works. And I feel like that was a really important thing for me to realize as well. If you focus on the bad, the bad gets bigger. If you focus on the good, the good gets better. So it's just a matter of choosing those things and realizing that I was giving away my power to things that weren't aligned with me. And once I kind of reined it all back in, decided to prioritize myself, decided to have these kind of detach and get to a place of non-attachment to my thoughts. I was able to stand in my own power in the center and do everything with intention from there. I don't know if any of that makes sense, but those are like, yes, my, absolutely. <laughs> yes, for sure. I think, um, you know, like the, the thing that you mentioned about like distancing yourself um, from, you know, instead of saying I am overwhelmed, say I'm feeling overwhelmed. I think that's really important. And I feel like that's something that's kind of like a trap that is super easy to fall into, um, but can be really like detrimental to your mindset about so many things. Yeah, definitely. And it's hard. Like I'm not saying this from a place of complete lack of awareness. I understand that. I, I've read back on my journals where I used to say um, so many things to myself and just, I'm ne I don't think it's possible to like quiet my mind and things like this. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I understand what it's like, but honestly that it was so important for me to take, be able to take the first step. Like say, I say it a lot now because it's, it's where I'm at now when I say, uh, things that are in alignment with me but honestly last year two years ago I thought that was a bunch of baloney too what the heck is alignment <laughs> what's intuition it's like these are not things that you need to just magically understand immediately but I think the biggest thing is just really give yourself permission to take the time to take care of yourself figure out how you actually want to feel because we don't actually want anything we don't want these things and these material things and these things everything we buy, everything we do is to make us feel a certain way. So when you get to the core reasons of why you're doing what you're doing or why you want what you want, these feelings, you can work backwards. So one of mine is freedom. So if I want to feel free, what are the ways that I feel free? Okay, this, this, and this. Okay, and what is a way that I can feel free today? Another one is peace. So like uh, my ultimate, one of my ultimate core values is peace. 
So what are some ways that I can feel peaceful throughout my life and work towards that? What are some steps I can take towards that? And also what are the ways that I can bring a little bit more peace into my day to day? So it's like working backwards, reverse engineering exactly what you want from your life and starting from today. So you don't need to understand all of the things to be able to start taking steps because it's all one day at a time. We've seen it so many times where you do something and then everything changes. But when you look back, you realize how it redirected you. There is no failure, only feedback. And you're not, things aren't getting messed up. That's not how I see it. It's pivoting all the time. We're multidimensional beings and we're just constantly learning and absorbing new information and growing, expanding and, and shifting and shaping and whatever we're doing, right? So mm -hmm. I think it's just really important to not try and do everything all at the same time. Don't think that you need to know everything. I certainly didn't and I certainly still do not. So it's just, a, it's a process, but giving yourself permission to go through that process, to meet yourself where you're at while you are working towards where you wanna be. Because you can never get to where you wanna be unless you acknowledge where you are to take the first step. You don't just magically jump forward from the air like that's not what we do. We're humans. We have our feet on the ground. So you, you have to like be where you are. You have to physically be planted in a spot to make this, this step forward, right? And you have to, to be able to step forward from where you are, you have to acknowledge and accept where you are. So it's just a matter of just meet yourself where you're at. Give yourself permission to do the things that make you feel good. Take the time to figure out what you actually really want and how you actually want to feel and allow yourself the time to to do those things and work towards it. Be patient, be kind with yourself. And slowly you're, you're building your, your life, right? One day at a time. But Absolutely. Your, your life and you get to do that. Yeah, for sure. Well, that is all that I have for you today. So thank you so much for coming on. I think you shared um, a, so much great advice and I'm really excited for everyone to be able to hear this episode. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I love talking. Yes. So really, any I'm glad you had some questions because I probably would have gone on a rant for ages. So. <laughs> no. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Riveting Rosies podcast. A new episode is released every Monday and Friday, so don't forget to subscribe. I would love if you left a review to tell me what you liked about this episode or let me know if you have any suggestions about who you want to hear on the podcast in the future. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at rivetingrosies.podcast to get updated when new episodes are released and to find out about upcoming guests. Thanks again for tuning in and I hope you'll join me again for next week's episodes.